Hello everybody, this is Nurse Anna coming to you from nursestudy.net. Today what we're going to do is we're going to be talking to you about C. diff or Clostridium difficile and this is a review for nurses and nursing students. So C. diff is be starting to become more and more common in the healthcare facilities. This bacterium causes symptoms that range from diarrhea to life-threatening inflammation of the colon. Older patients that are admitted into long-term or acute care facilities usually become ill with C. diff. C. diff usually occurs after the use of antibiotic therapy. However, in recent studies, there seems to be an increase in C. diff in persons not usually considered high risk. And these examples include younger and healthier people without any current antibiotic use or recent hospitalizations. Signs and symptoms. While some patients have C. diff bacterium in their colon, they never become ill. Now that being said, they can actually spread the illness to others and it's really important to note that C. diff will usually develop within a few months of taking antibiotics. So mild to moderate C. diff infection will usually consist of abdominal cramping and tenderness and watery stools for two or more days. Severe C. diff infection is when the bacterium causes colitis and that's basically when the colon becomes inflamed. This may form areas of raw tissue that can actually produce pus, pseudomembranous colitis, or even a bleed. The following may be seen in a severe C. diff infection. Pus or blood in the stool, watery stool 10 to 15 times a day, dehydration requiring hospitalization, fever, abdominal pain, cramping, loss of appetite, weight loss, renal failure, and an increased white count shown on the CBC. So how do patients get C. diff? Well, C. diff is found in air, water, soil, feces, and that's human or animal feces, and certain food products. It is essentially found in many places in our environment. There's also a small number of people, again, who are carriers of this bacteria without ever becoming sick with the illness. C. diff in the past has always been associated with occurring in healthcare facilities as the higher percentage of patients carrying this bacterium reside there. But there are studies, again, that have shown that there's an increased rate of community-associated C. diff infections that are occurring in the non, more non-traditional populations, such as adults and children, again, that don't have any history of recent hospitalization or recent antibiotic use. C. diff is passed in feces and is spread in food, objects, and other surfaces when proper hand washing was not done. The spores produced by this bacteria can live for weeks or months on inanimate surfaces, and if they're touched by a person, they may unknowingly swallow the bacteria. The bacteria in the intestines will help protect the patient's body from infection. However, when the patient is taking an antibiotic to treat an infection, the antibiotics can kill the normal bacteria as well as the bacteria causing an illness. If the patient does not have an adequate level of normal healthy bacteria, C. diff will rapidly grow at an alarming rate. The most common antibiotics that can foster a C. diff infection include cephalosporins, clindamycins, and penicillins. C. diff produces toxins that attack the intestinal lining. These toxins produce plaques of inflammatory cells. They destroy cells 
and the decaying cellular waste from inside the colon causes this watery stool. There's a, a newer, more virulent form of C. death that has occurred that produces more toxins than the other strains do. The newer strain is thought to be more resistant to certain medication and has manifested in persons who have not taken antibiotics or have been in the healthcare facility. So who is at risk for getting C. diff? Well, anyone can become ill with a C. diff infection. However, the following factors can increase a patient's risk. Taking medications such as protonics, which is a proton pump inhibitor that reduce stomach acid, current or long-term use of antibiotics, recent hospitalization, and older patients, usually over the age of 65. Germs spread easily in the healthcare facilities, and as a result, antibiotic use is common. C. diff can spread on the hands, bed rails, bedside tables, toilets, sinks, telephones, remote controls, stethoscope, cart handles, and the list goes on. Other risk factors, patients who have colorectal cancer, patients who have a weakened immune system either from another medical condition or from medical treatment such as chemotherapy. Past history of a C. diff infection can actually predispose a patient to more C. diff infections. Complications, bowel perforation from the damage to the lining of the large intestine. Once the bowel is perforated, the bacteria enters the abdominal cavity. This infection called peritonitis can be life-threatening. Dehydration. This is due to severe diarrhea and as a result there could be a significant loss of fluids and electrolytes. These losses could lead to major electrolyte imbalances and hypotension. Renal failure. Kidney function can be compromised from dehydration. Toxic megacolon. The colon is unable to expel stool and gas and this causes distension and if left untreated can cause rupture of the bowel. This will require emergency surgery and can be fatal. Tests. The tests used to diagnose C. diff are collected by stool samples. And these tests include a PCR, which is the most a polymerase chain reaction test. And this is very expensive and really not available in all laboratories or hospitals. An enzyme immunoassay. Usually these results can come back in several hours. A cell cytotoxicity assay can take one to two days for results. Stool cultures take the longest usually, and those are two to three days for results. A colon exam done by a colonoscope or a sigmoidoscope may be helpful in looking for areas of inflammation. A CT scan and x-ray may be useful. These exams may detect expanding bowel or thickening of the intestinal wall. Treatments. The initial step to fighting C. diff infections is to actually stop the antibiotic that may have triggered the actual illness in the first place. Antibiotics, usually flagell, will be used to treat mild to moderate infection, and vancomycin may be used to treat more severe infections. Other bionics, antibiotics will be coming online as the research is done. Surgery. This is a possible option for those with severe symptoms. And it's important to note that the surgery may involve removing the colon. Fecal microbiota transplant, or FMT. This is a stool transplant.
This treatment as of this recording is still experimental. The basic idea is placing a healthy person's stool into a person who suffers from recurrent C. diff infections in the hopes of putting healthy bacteria into the affected person's colon. And also we would like to use probiotics for treatment. These organisms such as bacteria and yeast help to restore the healthy balance in the intestine and may help deter further C. diff infections. So nursing considerations for a patient with C. diff, hand washing, hand washing, hand washing. Soap and water is more effective than alcohol-based sanitizers. Sanitizers do not destroy C. diff spores effectively. Contact precautions. Patients with C. diff may be assigned to a private room or they may share a room with a patient with the same illness. Staff and visitors should wear disposable gloves and gowns while in the room cleaning equipment and room. All surfaces should be disinfected with a product that contains chlorine bleach as C. diff spores can survive on surfaces if not cleaned with chlorine bleach. So I hope that this information on C. diff was helpful. So again, this is Nurse Anna signing off. Don't forget to visit our Facebook page at NurseStudy.net or online at NurseStudy.net for more nursing topics. You guys have a great day.